Hey, what's up? And thanks for listening to the Give Me Understanding podcast. I'm the host, Aaron Dodson, and I will forego my normal introduction because this is a 10-minute overview of the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah is a very interesting book. It's narrative literature. It's in the Old Testament, and it has a lot that we can uh, draw from to help us uh, in regard to working and serving God, working for God, serving God, and, and also for leadership. Nehemiah, the name, the individual after whom the book is named, he was a Jewish exile who held the position of cupbearer in the court of the Persian monarch Artaxerxes I. One source says that because of revolts and the time of the 460s and 480s BC, the Persian Empire was more willing to ally themselves with minority groups such as the Jews. And that may explain how it is that Nehemiah held this high position. Whatever the case may be, it's incredible to think that a child of God was a cupbearer to a Persian monarch. The cupbearer was responsible for screening the liquids the king was to drink. So that was a trusted role that brought him the king's confidence. When the, when the exiles were returning under the leadership of Zerubbabel, they were thwarted in their attempt uh, to rebuild the, uh, the city of Jerusalem itself and also the temple. Uh, the foundation was laid, but it was not finished Nehemiah, and his name means the Lord comforts, Nehemiah set about to fix this problem. And he did that by using his influence with the Persian king. And as governor of Judah, his leadership and his organizational skills were unparalleled. And it made the building, or the rebuilding, I should say, possible and the restoration of the remnant of God's people was completed through his work. Nehemiah was an incredible individual. Uh, Nehemiah, what he does is he challenges his countrymen to arise and build, or rebuild, I should say, the shattered wall of Jerusalem. It was torn down you know, some 70-something years before uh, by the Babylonian power, Nebuchadnezzar. And in spite of the opposition that he went through uh, from without and the abuse from within, the task that he set about to do was completed in 52 days. And that was a feat uh, that even his enemies, the enemies of Israel, attributed to God. Isn't that incredible? By contrast, the task of reviving and reforming the people within that rebuilt city, demanded years of Nehemiah's godly life, his teaching, and his leadership. And there's just a lot that can be learned from this book. I'm going to say it more than once. Get the book of Nehemiah open in your life. Read it often and learn from it. And that is true for any child of God. And it's also true of any evangelist or elder or deacon or Bible class teacher, a person who has put their hand to the plow in a public way, uh, such as those particular works. It will help you. I truly believe the book of Nehemiah would be a really good study for an eldership retreat where they could study 
the things that Nehemiah uh, said and did, and they can learn in such a way that it would help the local church where they serve as overseers. <clears throat> I want to give what I have found to be key words from this book uh, that are used over and over. The word or the name of the city, Jerusalem, is used 38 times, so there's emphasis on the city of God of God's people at that time, and they're going back home to Jerusalem. The word uh, repairs is used 26 times. They were involved in repairing the city and the walls of the city. The word days is used 20 times. The word work is used 19 times. There was work to be done, and they worked. And as I mentioned a moment ago, they completed their task in 52 days. It was incredible because the people had a mind to work. They put their hand to the task and their mind to the task, and they worked and they got it done. The word under, excuse me, the word remember is used eight times. Uh, often Nehemiah would say or pray, God, remember me, remember your people, remember your promises. The word commandments is used eight times. The word mercy is used five times. The word build is used five times. The word understand or understanding is used four times. Uh, understand is used four times and understanding twice. Uh, the word perceived is used twice in the book. And also the phrase in my heart or into my heart is used twice. The book opens, I do believe, in about the year 445 B.C., which is about 12 years after the close of the book of Ezra. And so, you know, when you tie the books of Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther together, you're talking about generally the same time period. Uh, these things happen very close together uh, after Babylonian captivity after the people are being released and being allowed to go back uh, to their homeland. One of my favorite chapters in Nehemiah is chapter 8 where they read the law of Moses from morning till midday. And they did that with many of them standing as they listened to the word of God. The attention that the people gave to the word of God, the reverence was incredible, and we need that type of attitude in the Lord's church today for the word of the living God. We need a hunger and a desire for God's word that we won't complain when a sermon is 30 minutes or 25 or 40 or whatnot. Instead, instead of coming to church to watch a clock, we, we come to study and to learn. And look, folks, I get it. Some, some people are older and they have serious health problems. But should we then turn the sermon into a five-second sermon or a five-minute sermon because one or two or ten people are on medicine or they're hurting? Folks, the Word needs to be taught. And we are now in a time where primarily, if all the Word that a brother or sister is getting, study of the Word, I should say, is one hour for Bible study, one hour for worship, one hour for Sunday night, and one hour on Wednesday night. Four hours a week max. And there's, what, 168 hours in a week. So we need to hunger and thirst for the Word because we need the Word of God in our hearts more and more. And we need to uh, do everything in our power not to limit the intake of the Word of God. <clears throat> 
The rebuilding of the city of Jerusalem was accomplished in three efforts. It began with the first year of the reign of Cyrus uh, under Zerubbabel and Joshua. They led a group of Jews, and we've talked about that. And then Ezra, who went up to Jerusalem and restored the law by reading it and explaining it to the people in the seventh year of Artaxerxes. That was around 485 B.C., and then the third of these efforts was under Nehemiah. And he goes up to Jerusalem and he began work uh, on rebuilding the wall in the 20th year of Artaxerxes, which would have been 445 B.C., Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 1. There's a lot of things I'd like to say about this book, but I'm going to keep this uh, to the time frame that I usually do. Study Nehemiah with the idea of Nehemiah the leader. You can look at his concern for the welfare of his people. He had a heart of compassion. He believed in the power of prayer. He forgot himself. He surveyed the situation. He appealed for helpers. He was concerned about the image of God's people, and <clears throat> he would not be stopped by opposition. He took God into his plans. He would not compromise. He was humble, and he continued to encourage others as he worked. The central theme of this book is that Nehemiah completes the record of the restoration of the remnant of God's people from Babylonian exile. And it shows that God blessed those who are willing to learn from the correction, the chastisement of captivity by returning to their homeland. And God needs good leaders like Nehemiah, people, men of integrity, humility, energy, devotion, unselflessness, unselfishness, I should say. To the point penitent people, to point penitent people, to point godly people who want to see God's people do well back to God's divine standard. Briefly, let me give you an outline. Nehemiah chapters 1 through 7, Jerusalem's walls rebuilt under Nehemiah. Chapters 8 through 10, the covenant renewed under Ezra. Chapters 11 through 13, reformation of the nation. So you got 1 through 7, Jeremiah, excuse me, Jerusalem's walls rebuilt under Nehemiah. 8 through 10, the covenant renewed. Chapters 11 through 13, reformation of the nation. Well, I went over 23 seconds. Thanks for listening. I hope I've whetted your appetite. Get the book of Nehemiah open and study it. It will change your life if you seek to please God and do His will. Thanks for listening to the Give Me Understanding podcast. If this blessed you, share this with others. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.